Hi, ladies and gentlemen. I think we are going on live, and yes, we are on live because when I look down, I'm actually looking at my phone. <laughs> I'm looking at my phone that we are streaming without any hitches. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for coming to uh, for coming on board with us on this platinum uh, platform with multiple a number of experts in their field uh, throughout uh, the world um, for the Life Skills Academy. And this is just a sneak peek about introducing the mentors of the Life Skills Academy. And I have not even rolled out to tell the world what is, what is it that we are actually doing. So it's something really like a trailer, a preview, um, you know, a hook. To, to for people to look forward to. So it is 10 p.m. Singapore time here. It is Saturday evening. I stayed back, not going out on a date with my husband because I've got a more important date with Miss Annette Wittenberger from Texas. And uh, we're, we are going to dive into this thing that is so important uh, that you have heard about uh, uh, the expert expertise and and the background and life experience of Annette from part one and look below the series that I've done with her in 2021 which I'm going to relaunch um, you know before we even go into the specifics of the objectives of today's session Annette how are you are you eager to come to Singapore after looking at all the pictures I post in Facebook <laughs> Every time you post a picture, I just sit there and stare at it and say, oh my gosh, how lovely is that? You know, and, and I was having this talk with Karen yesterday and Karen Alston, Karen Denise Alston, um, the National Certified um, Domestic Violence Advocate who is on board with us. Um, you know, we were just, we were just toying the idea of having this international convention for humanity in Singapore. You know, and raising funds from sponsors and then flying you in and flying the speakers in, you know, um, making it like this is a regional, a global event, you know, and, and getting, you never know, getting United Airlines to sponsor you. <laughs> that is, we need to put that out into the universe to make that Yeah, happen. so that's why even before we go into the formal part of it, I've got to get it out and make sure it excites our audience and our viewers yeah. that, you know, it's going to be a joy ride um, 2022. You know, the world is opening um, with or without the pandemic, life has got to go on. Um, we have got to chart a new future ahead. Um, you know, and we were just talking about having this international convention and i can imagine in the big hall that you are doing it for the podcast right let's do something for the humanity and then let's have the world's biggest brands support it you never know let's have um uh the gates foundation um despite the controversy <laughs> <laughs> let's have the gates foundation involved right um you know the gates foundation has been involved in a lot of events in singapore um uh, before um, the, you know their divorce situation, um, uh, uh, Millennial Gates, what, what's her name? Uh, but she was always here for a lot of these fundraising events um, for uh, the universities, for the educational sector. They're involved a lot in the Singapore scene in educational sector. I never know. Let's have Warren Buffett support you. Oh, <laughs> you know these are Why the not? millionaires. You know you've got to knock on their doors. 
you do. You know, there's just like loose changes. Like I've got a hundred thousand in my pocket today. What should I do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why not? Yeah, why <laughs> not? Do let's do it. And then let's have all these topics that we roll out, and let's have these、uh, talks and and prepare for.、Um, You know, for the next for the next phase, I'm all about growth,、um, and and therefore today is so important because we're talking about taking your podcast, taking your book, taking my podcast and my experience as as an educator, and bringing something out to the world,、um, either virtually coming to a class, coming to a session whereby they can learn something about overcoming certain crises in their lives. Um, so therefore, I thought this is so apt. You know, it really excites me when we are living for something much bigger than ourselves.、Um, isn't that true,、um, Annette? Yes,、yeah. absolutely. <laughs> so, without further ado,、um, look for、uh, Annette series below in YouTube, and also her book,、um, A Wall Between Two Lives. And she is here today as an international mentor and also as an Author.、And、today we're going to talk about part two of an interview with her. We're going to talk about the mindset or the mindfulness of an entrepreneur, and she herself being、uh, having been a veteran for a big part of her adult life. In fact, that is her life, and also of her being an entrepreneur now. She's, I think, she's in the best position to shine light on. Um, some of these uh, challenges um, that come our way as business owners、um, and entrepreneurs. So, Annette, without further ado,、um, we're going to talk about、uh, you as an entrepreneur.、Um, how do we、um, handle failure as an entrepreneur and in life, and how do we handle success? Now, this sounds easy, but I think we do have、uh, to have,、um, you know, we we do have to we do have to recognize that people do find it challenging、um, to pick themselves up and to reboot themselves、uh, when they are faced with failures.、Um, and I would you like to say hi and then、um, tell us about yourself and tell us about your journey. So hi everybody! Thank you again for having me on. It's always I don't wake up early for many people, but you're one of the people. <laughs> you, you and my puppies that I'm trying to raise,、uh, and my son. So、uh, <laughs> otherwise, I'd still be laying in the bed. So I、um, I appreciate this. I think it's so important to talk about because being an entrepreneur is not easy. It's not easy at all, and、um, sometimes I wonder why I do it. But yeah, we could talk about that more. <laughs> yeah, you know,、um, Annette, you have written a book,、um, a, a, a wall between two lives.、Um, there's a workbook、uh, with that. We're going to talk about your book a little bit later on. Now, to frame this、um, as an entrepreneur myself, you know, I'm semi-retired right now in the pandemic, but I'm going to like. Go full gear again,、um, post pandemic, which is now.、Um, uh, you know, I, I've got a lot of ups and downs、um, as an entrepreneur.、Um, uh, when you face rejection, right? When your funds run low, when people say no, they don't believe in you. And, and I'm talking about people who don't believe in you are your the closest people, right? 
they don't believe in your what you do they don't believe in your your ideas they don't believe in your success um, and that is the external environment internal environment is also difficult for yourself because you have self-doubt this is the right way to go um, when people start influencing your mind hey maybe they're right you start having self-doubt and you start having this um, you know this ego dive when, when, when things do not go as you imagine um, I remember times when um, you know a little bit uh, for your background and you know, I've, I've done a lot of entrepreneurship I'm a serial entrepreneur um, I actually raised funds through the shark tank myself not the American shark tank but the regional local shark tank which I did raise um, an X amount of dollars whereby people did entrust the money to me and then when you are happy that people entrust that to you that's when your problems start <laughs> because you are beca- you become a custodian of the finances and you become the promiser of the vision you become the promiser to deliver what you have promised now that's a huge um, burden and a lot of people do not see um, the challenges that go into the mind of an entrepreneur. Um, there are successes, people see the glory in front at the stage, but they don't see the 500 or 1000% of hard work behind. Um, my question to you, um, in your life um, as a veteran and in your life as a personal, um, you know, as a mom, uh, in your life and also as an entrepreneur, um, were there times of failure and then what are the tips that you would give uh, to listeners and audience about picking themselves up from failure yes there was there was many years of failure <laughs> because I wasn't I, I got into the into my mind the negativity of what am I doing can I do this what if it doesn't work uh, people didn't uh, believe that I should be put the, putting myself out there on social media the way I did. So I just, I kept self-doubting myself. And I finally, I heard this from somewhere and I don't remember. I finally learned to have faith that, you know, we are all on our on our own journey, on our own path. There, there might be 500,000 other bloggers, but why is mine different? You know, there are other podcasts, but why is mine different? And so I had to really have faith that I was doing this for a reason. And um, when I when I received some feedback on, you know, we love it. Thank you for doing this. Then then that's when I said, you know what, this is this is the right path and I'll do it until it's not a passion of mine anymore. And when I failed, when I didn't get the the all the followers or all the downloads Mm. or all those numbers Mm. i had to step back and realize that it can't be about that you know although although social media makes it to where how popular are you based off of your numbers are you really making a difference though or is it about the numbers and so it's hard i i battle with this often i keep looking at my numbers and thinking oh man it's not as high but am i helping people and so I had to look at that. So I had to learn to step back, give myself grace and realize that everything happened. 
everything happens for a reason. And I know we hear that all the time and we hate hearing that, but in this entrepreneur journey, it really does. What's meant to be will come. And when he thinks it's time, you know, there were so many things that I wanted to do and I wanted it right now, but it mm. didn't happen. And I realized why it didn't happen because I wasn't ready. You know, I wasn't ready because if, 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 the, if that certain thing was given to me, how would I have handled it? I would have stressed out because I'm really hard on myself. I have depression. I have anxiety. So all those things it rolled up into one, it would have really broken me down and I can't do that right now. So I have to, I have to really just step back and, and realize that you don't have to sit in front of your computer for 10 hours, 12 hours a day you need there's another life around you and mm. i had i had to be reminded of that because i forget i'll sit here until my son will say hey mom what's for dinner and i'm like oh my god what time is it i can't do that at all the, i can't do that anymore you know i have mm. to be mindful that what kind of legacy am i leaving mm. you know I, and then that's what i want to leave for my kids not not the legacy of well she was always on her computer why was she on her computer? That's what I want them to see. What was she doing? And it, you know, it's just difficult. Uh, are you able to relate um, a particular experience um, in your life um, as a veteran um, in the military before that you, you felt a failure? And how did you pick yourself up? Yes. <laughs> when, uh, right before I retired, I didn't, I was up for promotion, uh, but I didn't make it. So I wasn't selected for the next rank in the army. And mm. that was that I felt like a complete failure because my other friends, my other peers made it and I didn't. And I kept thinking, what did I do that was so wrong? You know, I sacrificed 16 years of my life and then now, mm. you know, I couldn't make it. So it was very, it was very, very hard. Um, it took me a few years to pick myself back up, actually. I, it took me a long time to realize that uh, I couldn't let that define the person that I was. You know, I, I'm I'm still on that regardless of being a lieutenant colonel. I'm still on that regardless of the uniform. I'm still a mom too, you know, and, and a spouse and a friend and a sister. And I had to remember that I was all those things before this. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and a couple of questions now. You know, when we feel that we fail, fail ourselves, um, you know, we hang our heads down. It's so hard to face another day because we feel that um, we didn't do well. We, we think that the world is looking differently at us. Did you feel that? And how did you overcome that in your mind? There was plenty of days where I didn't want to get out of bed. I was tired, like mentally and physically exhausted. I was drained and I was not motivated. And mm. I, I, you know, I think I saw one of my friends, they, they did something and I said, you know what, I want to do that too. How can I figure out how to do that? Mm. And so I would make myself get up and I would get after it. And it doesn't happen all the time. You know, there's just yep. certain, there's certain days where it's better than others. And that's okay. Mm. And I had to learn that. I had to learn that today I don't feel like doing anything. Today I'm gonna to focus on this. And it's very hard because we are so set in, how are we gonna make money? How are we gonna get our business up and running? How are we gonna do all these things? 
but what about us mm. you know behind the business is a person yeah. and with what I do it's I'm it's just me like I don't have yeah. a team I don't have people to help me so I just do it on my own and that's okay because I'm learning and I like it that way and but I had to learn that it was okay to um, sleep in go to bed early eat cereal for dinner it's okay yeah um, you know, you say that it took you quite a few years to get out from that mental rut. You know, it's in the mind, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, now looking back, um, how would you have done differently? I wish I would have said something. You know, I was very, I'm very stubborn. I'm a very stubborn person. And so when someone tells me to do something, um, either I'll prove you wrong or I won't do it just because. And so when my husband was telling me, maybe you should talk to somebody, I said, no, I don't need to. I'm fine. Or, hey, have you written your, your resume today? I'm like, I know, I got it, I got it. But I didn't, you know, I didn't want to see what was really going on because I thought that I had control over it because I was in the army. I should be able to handle this. I should be able to be strong enough. And so, um, but I wasn't, and I was mm. afraid to admit it. Mm. And what's your advice if there's a young person or there's someone who's in a midlife crisis, someone who's in a career crisis, making a transition? And a lot of people are facing that in the pandemic because the company's closed on the things that they were doing for years, right? And suddenly that, that familiar environment that they're in, in an X company, in an X position, um, and that comfort zone that they were in suddenly just like this, just disincre- disintegrated. And they're thrown into a situation whereby they couldn't get the similar position, similar jobs, similar wages, similar kind of respect. And they are thrown into like the unknown waters. Um, and, and I think a lot of people are facing that and they're not saying it. Um, midlife adults um, uh, and, I, and I do know that because digitalization has actually made a lot of jobs disappear um, so you know how, how would you think for someone like that if they are also in your like in, in your situation like a mirror of your situation they would have gone down they would have looked down their egos crashed they would even take a few years before they're able to stand up again because the whole world just changed and they're not ready for a new world. Now, what do you say to that? So I, I was 40 when I was when I retired, uh, mm. and that was hard for me. Now I'm 46, so I, I would consider. I've been through a few midlife crises, and I, I say that because I just go I, when I can't handle transition very well. I wasn't able to, so I would I would retaliate, and I would be very depressed. And so, I wish that at forty I would have just taken it as a as a sign that there was another plan for me. But I, I couldn't I couldn't at that time because so very I was very depressed about it. And so when I you know when I talk to people. And it's it's very very hard to hear this, but I really truly believe that the COVID situation really made us 
have to see things differently mm. almost almost as a sign of whatever we were doing before mm. consumed consumed us so yes. much that exactly. this was a wake-up call to yes. say hey okay we're going to go through a big transition now it was a very terrible transition but what what how can we take that and say okay you know what maybe this was a sign for me to go do something else that i really love because yeah. sometimes we're stuck in that safe space mm. that job that we don't really love but we have to have because we're scared mm. now is the time to look out and say you know what this is my time to do something that i really love we are so used to having mm. all this money and, and mm. the safety net and it's hard because safety we need net. money we need mm. money unfortunately but what else can we do that really sets our soul on fire you mm. know and and, and so mm. i had to look at that and say okay well this was a sign that i did my time and now it's time for me to do something else i did and my I time went, <laughs> i did my time <laughs> I, I served my time yeah you know, unfortunately, I couldn't stay as long as I wanted, but now I get to do something else that I really, yeah. really love. And I, and I wouldn't change it. You something know, something that you never, that something that when you were young, you always wanted to do, but yeah. you never had the chance. So now, free exactly. yourself from that. Exactly. Now, that's a great it's, mind shift. It, it's hard to see that when we're in the middle of this terrible, you know, this a lot losing your business and losing money. It's yeah. very hard to see that. But if you mm. take a step back. And, and focus, maybe you could see, okay, you know what? There is light at the end of the tunnel because mm. now I could do something else that I really love. And, mm. you know, it, it I can't, it, it, it might sound easy coming out of my mouth, but it, I know it's not. Um, but I, I think that we need to, we do need to shift our mindset. We need to think, okay, what are we gonna a do next? Yep. You have to, because you'll be stuck and then yep. you'll drown and you'll be paralyzed in that in that position and and if i would have stayed there i would not be here today i would not be i wouldn't because i would have just yeah so how do you think um someone is able to find uh, help like you know when, when there were the couple of years when you were down um did you feel that, there, that you are able to get support from some source if you look time, back, would you have gotten support from any source? I don't think I knew enough because I I know I didn't want to go get um, help from the VA. Mm. Uh, the VA here is very it's, it's a very controversial subject. It's very difficult because it's you know some locations um, mm. are better than others, but it's very hard for us veterans to get support at, mm. at certain VA veteran affairs offices. So. I I did not know about all the nonprofits that we have now. There's a lot of nonprofits now that specifically help veterans and families get therapy. And I don't think I knew, I, I know I didn't know about them then. They maybe didn't even exist back then. Um, so I I don't, I didn't feel like I could go anywhere. I didn't, I felt lost. I and now that you have made the shift um, into, um, being an entrepreneur into the civilian life and I'm sure a lot of people are making shift themselves like what you say um, you know it's in the pandemic and people are making midlife uh, changes um, and I do see from your platform you are helping a lot of people be involved in business exhibitions um, be involved in 
uh, business networking and being a speaker yourself um, and, and also helping like-minded uh, uh, entrepreneurs, uh, veteran, retired, uh, uh, military personnel, veterans who are starting their businesses. So what would you uh, say to them um, if they get into a rut again as, as they move this kind of shift You know, I really do like to, to, to tell them to do what sets their soul on fire. I've said that before, but it really comes down to it. What do you really want to do and how can you make it happen? And then that's when you go out and network with people who believe in that, who can help you get in that direction. All the resources. Yeah, because they're, they're out there. I was told no so many times. I was told there's no way you could do this. There's no way you can make money off of this. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to figure out a way. I'm going to figure out a way. Am I making uh, uh, thousands of dollars a month? No, but the reason I don't focus a lot on that is because I want to help people in, in, a, mm. in a different capacity. So depending on your business, there are resources out there that can help you. And I had no idea how many there were out there. I had to get this block out of my way and say, okay, can you help me? Because I was trying to do it all myself. Okay, and yep. Let's focus on what you do right now because you did start by saying that you're in front of the computer. You want to make sure mm. that right now you have something. You have a life other than just what you are doing right now in front of the computer. Now, so what's your what's your thinking right now? Thinking right now based off yeah. of what I do? Yeah, because you're saying that there must be something else. Yes. So How do you I, search for that something else that make you feel like I'm satisfied, I'm living a life, like I'm setting my soul on fire again? <laughs> I, I have to search for it. I really have to dig deep and figure out mm. what do I want to do or what am I safe in? You mm. know, and, and I think um, as we've seen all over the world, life is really short. You know, life is just really, really short. And what do you do? What do I want to leave behind for my kids? So my my main focus is my legacy. And I want my kids, I want people to say, yes, Annette went through a lot of crap, but this is how she overcame it. You know, and because I, <laughs> I, I mean, it's true. We all, we all go through hardship in some yes. way or another, but how do you get out of it? You know, what helped you to continue on? And that's what I want my kids to see, because after yeah. this, you know, I don't want them to think, oh, when you get sad, it's okay to lock yourself in your room no it's not you need to you know and, and i don't want them to do that and so that's that's what i do you know it, whether i spend i do spend a quite a amount of hours behind the computer but it's because i'm researching i'm responding to emails or i'm, I'm on phone calls because i'm trying to make impact in any way that i can and once i'm at the point where i'm literally just sitting here staring at it i have to get up get up and do something else because this is not your life you know you need to you need to go out and do something else and i have to remember that I yeah really and, and and you you also we also are going to talk about um handling success and i do know that you are um in the eyes of the public uh, you are a very successful uh, woman um and you are someone who has arrived at this peak um, uh, uh, you know, of your career, of your life, 
um, you are well recognized, you are an influencer, despite what you said at the beginning. Ladies, don't believe what she says. <laughs> I'm going to like destroy what she says. Like you are the successful woman. You've gone through a lot of things that have arrived at where you are, and people are looking just at the glory, right? What you see on stage, the beautiful five minute of glory that when you're on stage, but they don't see that. 10 hours of hard work, 10 years of hard work behind that. Um, you, and you are a very successful influencer. Um, now, despite what she says, no, don't <laughs> what she says. You know, you are a very successful influencer and you are very well respected um, in America and in the uh, space, in the arena that you're in. Um, and I would say that didn't come easy, like what you say, because you've you've gone through so much. You're telling people that, hey, behind that beautiful dress, you're saying behind that curtain, that's so much struggle. It didn't come overnight, the success. So, um, you know, I, I want you to explain to people, um, how does one, um, manage or handle success and how does how do you define success and how do you handle that and um, what's your advice for people who are coming towards the success you know success can can make people get carried away um, success can change people success can break people success can break relationships and there are people who don't want you to be successful and there are people who deny you from the recognition and the respect and you're, and you're deserving of that success. They are. So, you know, I just want to hear from you, like I'm saying it in the real sense of the word, in that, in that sense. How does one handle success internally and how does one handle success with all these external factors that come with it, the other side of the territory. Well, thank you for, for all your words. It's um, it's very hard for me to accept uh, compliments and, and, and recognition. I, I don't know why. I just, um, it, it's hard for Handling me. Handling success. <laughs> it's, hard, it's, it's hard for me to handle success because I truly, and you know, I've said this before, I truly, I, I want to help people because I know how it feels. and. Mm success to me is having that one person say I just saved their life or um, you know that I one of my podcasts that helped them figure out their life or just mm. little things like that that to me is huge because then I know that what I'm doing is is, is the right thing mm. I, I don't I, I never knew how to answer the question who was in that because I was defined by my service my uniform mm. yeah. and my rank so now I'm trying to f find out who she is again and I'm just me like my kids just think I, I'm still the same person sometimes they make fun of me and say mom I don't want to be part of your thing because when you become famous I don't want them to know who I am <laughs> and, and we laugh about it because uh, we laugh about it because I don't you know I'm still trying to I'm still trying to figure out my life too even at 46 I'm still trying to figure out how can I continue to help what else mm. what else can I do and I, and, it, and it's okay so I, I I gosh I don't even know how do I handle success I just I just remember where I came from 
you yeah. know because remembering what you where you, you came from yeah and also getting your feet on the ground being yeah, you, grounded you have and not, to and not getting it all out there you know there are a lot of people when they have the fame when they have the money and the recognition they get carried away they do and yeah. you know it's uh, i can't imagine how difficult it is for them because i'm not at that level and i i just want to be <laughs> the same person that i am you know i don't want to I don't want to be looked at. Oh man, she she became famous and now she's an ugly person. I don't want to be like that. I I, I yeah, want to I make think a that's difference. A good advice. I think that's a good advice. Having that sense of meaning, having yeah. being grounded, and really trying to think and focus about contributions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you've given like three very important takeaways. And the thing is, my question to you, now, ladies and gentlemen, please unscramble what she said. <laughs> Some of the things you know, it's like. Now tell me, how does one stay grounded and not get carried away? <laughs> Now, how do you how do you talk to your children? Like you know, if they're going to talk to you, like okay, mom, uh, you know, I I saw you in your Facebook. You say, mom, you're the famous person. I don't want to be with you. <laughs> Now, how do you make them understand in concrete terms? How would you talk to them? Like if you arrive at a particular point in your life, which is peak and X place, this is what you should do. What would you say to him, your son? My my kids keep me grounded and humble because mm-hmm. my daughter will tell me, "Mom, don't post that on Facebook." <laughs> <laughs> Mom, you put too much on Facebook. And my husband, or my husband, my son, he's just, you know, oh gosh, my kids are—they're really great. They yeah. they remind me that. We're still normal people. We're just regular, everyday people, and they're so kind-hearted because we've always taught them to never judge a book by its cover. And they're always—they are literally always willing to give whatever they mo- money they have in their in their wallet to wow. uh, the less fortunate. And I I'm just amazed by it because my son, when he was like 10 years old, all he had was $20 in his pocket, and he gave it to someone who he felt needed it more. And I just, you know, I. Those are the things I want them to remember: is to never mm. let anything, you know, take away from what they feel in their heart. And so I know that they will always remind me where, who I am first. And I, I'm their mom. You know, it doesn't matter if I become famous; they see me every day, um, you know, acting silly, and that's who I am. So. You know that don't. I don't think that'll ever change. It doesn't yeah. matter what I do. And because... I think that's a. It's a great feat. Um, and that what makes you so lovable. Um, even I've not met you, but ladies and gentlemen, please go to her Facebook. Um, and the name of your Facebook. Oh, it's. Uh, you could go to a wild ride called life. Yeah. You know, yeah. being um, who you are, um, arriving at this uh, place. Uh, in your life, um, having that love from the public, having that love uh, from the veterans, um, having the love from even people, uh, 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 I should say, um, strangers and people who are—I mean, I look at some of these veterans; they they have already been up there already, and and the thing is that you are able to still. Be yourself. Now that's a great thing.、Um, you know, not getting things into your head. 
and still being humble and still being giving, um, I think that's a huge challenge where people has a, has already arrived. And people saying that Annette, can you just spend five minutes of your time with me, right?、Um, and they value that time with you so much.、Um, how does one keep oneself humble? I. That's every, a question of the Buddhist, right? <laughs> every every opportunity that I am given to be, you know, in your space or to be a speaker for anything at all, always humbles me because I am, like I said, I'm just me, you know, and I don't see myself as famous or successful or anything. I'm just trying to keep people alive. And and this and this stigma on mental health and, and it's just very difficult and so you know I I just I I am I'm always I'm always taken aback at how people feel or how I can make people feel because I just that's just my mission in life it really is and I know it sounds kind of silly but it really is because five years ago I wouldn't I should not be here. Three years ago, I should not be here,、yeah. and but I still am, and I will take that every single day and just be grateful that I can still make some kind of difference, no matter what platform I am on. Yeah, and and、um, ladies and gentlemen,、um, you heard you heard from uh, uh, Annette, Miss Annette Rittenberger,、um, a veteran and a veterans and a military wife,、um, an author. And also、um, the author of a wild ride called Life, with a particular workbook that I thought that by itself should be a standalone.、Um, we could, should expand on that. But you know, through that conversation、uh, with you,、um, Annette,、uh, I'm so honored to have you talk about being humble, having this big mission behind you to say that I need to serve. In the past, you were serving your country, you were serving humanity, you were serving a big mission that you were sent for, and now you're thinking of helping the world about mental health and、um, you know people in crisis.、Um, I I thought that、um, the mindset part of it、um, makes you the expert in that area because you've come out of that. And you are still going through that journey, which is real.、Um, I thought that would that whatever you say was beautiful. You've encapsulated that, and we like to go into、uh, your workbook, ladies and gentlemen. Please go to Amazon, A Wild Ride Called Life.、Um, now I'm looking at your workbook here. I mean, it's tremendous, ladies and gentlemen. Please go to her book,、um, and the workbook is something that should help. Uh, uh, Someone, anyone going through a mental situation. Now, I'm not going to divulge any more, but I'd like the author herself to share with us、um, when you write your book, A Wild Ride Called Life. What inspiration gave you to write a workbook? Because a workbook is a tool, and you have given people a tool to help themselves. Even when no one is around, and it's really, really hard because you know it's very hard for someone to reach out to another person to tell them that I need help because they need help. They're crushed. It's really hard. So it's something that you've given people 
to help themselves. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, we are going to talk about her book, uh, Wild Ride Called Life, particular shining uh, light on uh, her workbook here. Uh, would you like to explain the purpose of the workbook and then some of these questions, um, that, which are the tools I call, and then what should they get out of that? So when I, um, I actually got, I was reading another book and it was a very, uh, it was a faith-based book and this, mm. this author, I can't remember the author, but she had a yeah. workbook in her book and I thought, oh my gosh, this is, mm -hmm. it makes you think, it really does. And so with each chapter of, of my book, mm. uh, I, it made me think about what did I learn from each lesson and I wanted to figure out how to use that. And so that's where I came up with questions in the back of the book to make you think if you were in this situation what would you have done or how can you relate this question to something that's going on in your life you know mm. and i think every day we kind of do that already we kind of think well how am i going to handle this what am i going to do and so i wanted to create questions based off of of stuff like that like you know what for mm. example um one of the questions is how do you handle stress that doesn't have to be just based off of my book that could be based off of your life how do you handle stress you know yeah. what are some things that um that you would do to de-stress from that would you mm. write write some things down on what you do do you go yeah. for a run do you listen to music those little mm. things we forget we take for granted because yeah we are so um consumed in that situation that we don't really think what would help me get out of the situation so this yeah. could it applies to everything in your life you know what what can you do to help yeah and i'm looking through your workbook uh, again and again um because the workbook is not just um something that you can answer right away you need right. to go and dive in to really search for the answers it's really almost a search for your soul um, that's why i think it's so powerful a tool and that's why i would like to highlight that um, in this session uh, and the reason for um, highlighting that is that we are going to develop this into a workshop for people it could be for um, young adults it could be for women if for, for a person in the middle of a midlife crisis a uh, person in the middle of a career crisis, of a life crisis, or even in into a marriage crisis, right? identity crisis. Um, and that puts people into a different kind of space in their mind. And a lot of people can't come out to talk about that because it's in their mind. So there are um, all these wonderful questions. Um, and, and I thought um, as an, as an ex-educator uh, myself, these are the things that I would want to bring to a class, you know, even before they graduate, because they need the tools for life. We don't want them to fall flat on their face and kill themselves, right? I mean, if we can give them enough tools to handle life, um, we don't know how they're going to handle it, but at least there are the tools. Now, and you've got 35 questions in your workbook over uh, covering nine chapters of your book. Um, and I do love a lot of questions and I'm not going to give away which is my favorite question. So, Annette, would you like to choose five of your favorite questions and tell us um, why do you choose them? <clears throat> what was the thinking process behind 
how did you relate yourself and how does someone actually use this if they are short of time going through the 37 questions how do they actually um, should uh, use this tell us about your thinking behind the questions and oh the usefulness gosh. of it yeah so the one of the ones that pops out is me uh, to me is do you feel that you give yourself and that's number oh that's i'm sorry the, on chapter six number three chapter six number three okay do you feel that you give yourself enough credit or grace for the things that go well but that could be grace for things that don't go well mm. just all kinds of situations because and that was one big one for me because i i don't give myself credit for the things mm. that i do it isn't until someone else uh mentions it that i say oh yeah i did do that Mm. <laughs> or yeah, I do do all those things. I I don't I don't give myself credit. I don't take compliments very well. I don't know how to because it's just my you know it's my life. But that is one thing that I think we really need to focus on. That we really yeah. need to think about. Are we proud of ourselves? Do we need someone else to be proud of us? You know why can't we just be proud of ourselves without being told by someone else? And They're not. Yeah, you're totally ahead. right. That's why there is the imposter syndrome, right? Yes, yes. So you were the forefather and the foremother of this thought. Like, you know, we feel we're not good enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where do you think that that came about? Social media. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know what? I've, I've had that all my life. I, even yeah. as, as little, you know, as a little girl in grade school, I think I'd be jealous of the other girl who had the most popular jeans on. You know, it just, it's, you're always looking at someone else to think, oh, she's so much cooler than me. I, I don't, you know, I don't know why I, I did that because my mom was a very strong and independent woman. So it's not like she taught me to do that. Mm. She, I, I think it's just one of those things you're, it's, it's that in that society, in that generation, when you're at every stage of your life, you're always going to go through I want to be just as good as that person. But then, you know, you can look at them and be and, and be a little jealous. That's, that's normal. But bring yourself back and think, you know what? I'm just as good. I have just because I wear clothes from Target doesn't mean I'm not any less special. You know, I'm, mm. I, that doesn't define me as a person. So we have to remember that. that it just means that you're a smart shopper. You're not yeah, paying right? for the marketing or the brand that serves exactly. you, the good that serves you. You know, yeah, and that's the environment that young people are put in because they're looking at the Kim Kardashians, the yeah. Jenners, and then they're buying this Rolls Royce at the age of 21. Uh-uh, um, yeah. It's giving that young people or people in general like, why didn't I have that? Or why couldn't yeah. I have that? Yeah. I, I love that, that giving yourself credit, um, I think, a lot of us beat ourselves up so much um, even when it's not necessary tell us your second question oh gosh um this one goes into chapter seven yeah. question two yeah. do you have difficulty knowing or finding your worth mm. wow okay this is one of my favorite questions self-worth <laughs> do you have a problem um finding your worth I think we still do um, and I still do I still think I'm not worthy um, yep. tell us about the thinking behind this and how does one answer this question how does one 
get to that point of answering the self-search question like this it, 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 it goes back to what we were just talking about you know comparing ourselves to other people even at young ages of, of how come I'm not as pretty as she is but we have to remember we were all created different you know and what regardless of what faith you um, believe in we we are all made differently you know for a specific reason and we all have a story to tell and so we have to remember that finding finding our worth needs to come from within and not someone else we have a lot wow, we have great. many problems we have a lot of problems with that in society of having to be validated by somebody else validated that's well said well said we can't, we can't do that you know we cannot otherwise who are we you know and so that's that was a big question that i had um that i put out there because of what i went through in my life too you know how how do we how do we find our worth and who do we find it from it shouldn't be from anybody but from ourselves that's a, that's a mic drop moment you don't find it from <laughs> an external environment you have to find it within yourself um third question very quickly oh gosh okay let's do chapter seven question three have you ever felt like quitting what are some of the things yes. that help you to, <laughs> what what are some of the things that help you to keep showing up Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you show up when you really don't want to. Tell yeah. us. Tell us. Oh, oh my god. I there's se- several times in the past year I felt like quitting. Like what am I doing? I put so many hours into this yeah. and I'm not making any money, but I have to remember it's not about the money, it's about the people. And so it's just it's it's difficult. It's difficult. So uh, what kept, keeps me showing up is is my people, my my yeah. circle, my friends that, that motivate me, that inspire me. I, you know, I just, yeah, that's. I keep saying, okay, I can do this, and yeah. but like, but it goes back to give yourself grace, you know, know your self worth. All those little things build up into this on how you keep the show, how you keep showing up. Okay, fourth you, question. Ooh, okay. Fourth question, gosh, because there's so many in here. Let's see. Exactly. Okay. Um. Okay. Chapter three, question five. Yep. How are you going to turn your mess into your message? Tell us. So, the mess meaning anything in your life that has been an obstacle. It could be trauma. It could be Mm, anything. But how are you gonna? How are you going to turn that into something positive? Very difficult. Yes. Very difficult. But I'll bring up a situation. Um, sexual assault. I was sexually mm. assaulted young, at a young age. Mm. But I am not, I'm not going to say, let's see. God gave me an opportunity to use that into helping others now who are going through it. And so that's how I've turned that into Not yeah, an I easy like path because... It's a very traumatic experience, but in it took me decades, decades to be in this space now to help other people. Yes. But yes. I, that was the only way for me to be able to heal. Wow. Yeah, and so, I read that in your book. Um, yeah, it was a, it's a traumatic situation for a young, um, young lady. Um, you know, at that time, with someone that you really entrust your life. Right to you know like a close family person um right. and i think that 
before we go to the final question, um, you know, but that makes you a good mentor if you think through, because you are actually relating all these questions with life examples and coming out of it. And because also you did your soul search for these answers in this right. process. Um, and I thought this is a, a huge um, revelation for yourself. You know, being able to bring this in a very concrete way when you are doing your mental health uh, 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 speeches and your mental health um, in your mental health platforms, because you do have the real tools. And I see it as a, from an educator point of view, this should be the first thing they learn before anyone graduates out of school um you know about self-worth giving yourself credit how do you how do you how do you pull yourself out like what you say that kind of situation um and and i thought this is so tremendous um uh and it's tremendous because they you are drawing your life um experience um, from something that you encapsulate in your book and then drawing it out again through these to make these into tools for people uh, to learn, to use uh, in times of the need and then as a prevention uh, training, right? Um, I mean, I see there's a lot of value in that and, and ladies and gentlemen, so this is where we're talking about it's a sneak peek into developing something useful uh, for young people and people in crisis using um, Annette's book, uh, the workbook, uh, A Wild Right Call Life. I think that's tremendous. So let's go to the final, final question, Annette. Oh gosh, okay, so it's really not a question, but it's a, it's a statement that I, I had to bring up. It's yeah. uh, chapter three, yeah. question two, where I say the first thing I would like to tell you is that your experiences do not define you. The second wow. thing is the second thing is that it is not your fault. Write these sentences down. It was not my fault. I will not let my trauma define me. Yeah. And people go into that even without them knowing. Right? Look at the Me Too movement, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. People didn't know and they blame themselves without even knowing that they're having their self-blame. So ladies and gentlemen, I think this is a huge sneak peek. Oh my God, we can go on and on and on for each of these questions. Can you imagine to encapsulate that in a three hour workshop? I don't, I think it's a feat. And then what do you think? Yeah. Can... You realize that? Yeah. <laughs> well, I told you I should be your manager. <laughs> I, I told you I want you to. <laughs> Very soon, you're going to be a millionaire. I'm going to draw a million of commission from you. <laughs> no, but but truly, um, ladies and gentlemen, um, even within uh, what we just spoke, there's so much truth um, and so much takeaway. I mean, if you look at the workbook itself, 30, I think 37 questions, and each question probably you need a day or two or even months to go through that. But you are giving and empowering tools to people um, and that emerging to some kind of self-understanding. Um, especially, I think, it is so apt for young people, young women, young adults searching for life, plus midlife 
uh, crisis, plus people in, I mean, broken marriages because women or men start to question their work in that particular relationship. So your tool is actually powerful and applicable in many different areas. Um, and I, do you know that? I didn't even think of it that way, but I'm so glad. <laughs> Yeah, 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 because you could do, because this could be developed into a workshop for women or men in uh, critical marriages, right? Um, and also as a preventive tool um, before that crisis occurs. I mean, looking at a lot, lot of things like we should be armed with preventive tools. So when we see the signs, we know what to do and kind of quash it before it becomes out of hand and before you really like you need to um, get help and you don't know where to get help um, or you know a, a lot of things unforeseenable uh, negative things comes out of situations where if they had the tools and the understanding and the education before that it would have prevented from that critical um, or negative uh, result from occurring um, and, and I do see it being applied to uh, marriages, applied to people going into marriage, applied to uh, midlife uh, crisis people, applied to midlife career crisis, applied to people searching for self-identity regardless of age. Uh, it is. It also applies to I think um, the LGBT um, uh, uh, group. I mean, if we think through that, is in the movement in, in, in America, and it applies even to like a, what I said, students before they graduate. So, um, and then I'm sorry to say you've got a work cut out for you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a big deal. So this is going to be your platform. Um, you know, uh, for um, Life Skills Academy, if it could even start off. Uh, to jumpstart something for you in the future, for you um, as as something that we should grow together, and for you to apply in America and amongst your own uh, community, um, I, I think it's tremendous, isn't it? I think so. It sounds amazing. Yeah, because you didn't see it <laughs> when I looked I at the workbook. I'm just like, oh wow. <laughs> I know you just took this on a whole other level and I, I love it <laughs> yeah thank you so much for um, even coming to the show and also um, sharing this as a tool to listeners to viewers and uh, hoping that uh, this will grow to something that um, it's the 37 questions um, for life I think that is going to be a standalone book, um, Annette. I think so. I, mean, yeah. I think so. I have work, I have work to do. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. Would you like to wrap up in the in the next uh, 10 seconds? I'll just, hey, stay tuned because it looks like uh, we have work to do and we're going to continue to make change. I'm just thinking you should roll this out immediately with your followers for people who really do need help. Yes. Please sign up for Annette's class very soon. Uh, yes. You know, she's going to go through questions one to 30. I, I think it's a feat in like three hour session, right? I think it, so. It, yeah, it, it should be a, a school module in itself. 
So yes. I, don't, I, don't, I think so. And people are willing to pay for that for the hours of uh, uh, the number of hours for themselves and, and for you. Um, that's your business right there as an as an international yeah. mentor. There we go, manager. <laughs> I should be flying there, right, right there. All right, oh, ladies I and gentlemen, gentlemen, um, this probably is going to be something that we look forward to for our international convention. I don't know. Let God, um, you know, uh, tell us if that's the the course that we should take. Um, but right now, I think um, having a workshop that we are developing with a team. Uh, individually and also as a team uh, for an international audience. Um, it's something that excites me. Um, even coming up with the content as a tool to help people so that they can take that away. Uh, I think it's tremendous, uh, uh, Annette. Yeah. I think so too. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I'm so glad that we have done this and to shine light on your workbook. Um, and that's going to be the 37 questions for your life. That's your book. <laughs> That's your next top seller. There we go. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. So I'll talk to you again, Annette. Thank you so much for being here. So ladies and gentlemen, this is a sneak peek, a preview for what we what is going to come up for our this collaboration across the Pacific um, at the Platinum platform that we are creating for the Life Skills Academy. Ma'am. Thank you for everything again. Let's Thank give you. ourselves a round of applause. <laughs> it's worth it to yeah. get up early, right? It is. <laughs> okay, it is 11.06 p.m. Singapore time on a Saturday night. I think it's so well spent. Um, a lot of revelations from you. Um, and also, it's going to be something that we want to develop together to help other people, um, you know, and uh, I, I really do hope that this something good uh, comes out of this. Something good is already coming out of this in 2022. Thank you. Bye. I'll talk to you again. Okay. Bye. Work cut out for you again, bye. 24 hours in front of the computer. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Bye. Bye.